we're up, up and at them. How's everyone doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we we have brownies here. We don't know yeah. about anybody else at home, but uh, we and we got we wonderful people with us joining us today. Um, yes, we do. Uh, we can't put the camera on you because some of you have notified us that you're on prison release, <laughs> and uh, your identification <laughs> would be compromised <laughs> so is that okay with you bill <laughs> bill bill johnson <laughs> oh billy oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to use your whole name bill <laughs> william well oh yeah william yeah hey, william that's right yeah so what are we yeah. talking about tonight ricky well first how's your week been uh week's been good yeah um let's see it's yeah it's been a good week yeah um a little bit of challenges, but you know, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Same here. Pretty good. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some hopscotch. Oh yeah, yeah. And that, let's ask that right now. So we're okay, yeah, be, let's do that. We're going to get into hopscotch just a little bit. How many of you played hopscotch when you were younger? Okay. All right. Sometimes, yeah. All right. Um, now I don't mean to put things in these categories, but I these were the categories I grew up with. Was hopscotch a, a girls' game? I mean, like, seemed like, boys couldn't jump rope. When I was growing yeah. up, boys didn't do jump rope. Oh, unless the, you were in a boxing ring oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. The double that, Dutch thing where you'd run in there and jump in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. no, we didn't do oh, that. Oh, man. Remember I, that? Yeah. I, I used to get made fun of so much <laughs> for jump roping with the girls. Oh, man. But, I mean... Where are all the ladies Who's the idiot at? now, yeah. huh? Okay. <laughs> I mean, my sister used to bring... She used to do, uh, do uh, Girl Scouts... And they'd all come back and they'd all do that, the jumping rope. Ding, ga, ding, ga, jumping in the ding, ga, ding, ga, ding. You remember that? And then yeah, there'd yeah. Be the two rope thing when you do that yeah. thing. And, and yeah. then I'd, I'd come out, hey, can I play girls? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just plow through the rope. Uh, but um, yeah, hopscotch was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, for any of you that are out there that don't know what hopscotch is, it's a number, I mean, it's a game where you draw. Um, Geometric yeah. figures on the ground, put numbers in them, throw a rock, and you have to jump, hop, and skip mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out how that applies to our story tonight. Yeah. But Can't it, wait for it, that. It will apply. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in the once you, you take, us there. take us there, yeah, okay. take us there. Okay. <laughs> Father, we just invite you into this place with us tonight. We thank you for your presence being here. We thank you for everyone that's. Um, both here in person and online. And I pray that, God, you would, as we discuss your word and as we dive into your precepts and the things that um, you've revealed to us, that you would open our eyes to understand more about who you are, how much you love us, how much you care for us, and how much you want us just to become more like you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We get a list of people that are online here. And right now it looks like, okay, we got uh, Kathy and Susan and uh, Nancy Pelosi's joining us tonight. Oh, uh, and I okay. Well, and we got Barbara Bush. Bar- but Barbara? is she still is she still alive? <laughs> Barbara Bush, she's not alive. Well, that makes it even more interesting. <laughs> that, that does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're talking about being learners, lovers, and leaders. We uh, we're talking specifically about being a learner. And what's our definition again for being a learner? One who is intentional, receptive, and engaging the life changing challenge of Christ likeness. Okay. All right. So we talked about parallel and perpendicular learning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just seem to be more and more in perpendicular learning in the last just couple months. 
Mm-hmm. It's like everything's like a lesson. I mean, I don't want to learn any more stinking lessons. I mean, everything's like, you know, and, and I've said it before. The idiot who said, I'm sorry, that's not a good start to a Bible study. <laughs> the person of great value who said, Holy Spirit whatever doesn't yeah. kill you <laughs> makes you stronger. Yeah. Is, is, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's just plain stupid. <laughs> it's called being maimed. Okay. <laughs> it you know, just makes it's you matter. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been going through perpendicular things and, and learning. And so today we're going to be learning about what. I call the Engage Learning Circle. Now, here's a little picture of what that looks like. And the Engage Learning Circle, let's say you're traveling through life, that's that point when you come to that place where you have an opportunity to learn. Now, a lot of people may just plow right through this perpendicular impact, and they just try to get out of it as fast as possible. And, not, and I'm there a lot. I, a lot of times I'd just be like, when, when's this over? What's the point? God, what do you want me to learn? I just want to get out of this situation. But the engaged learning circle is a time that in a particular moment, we learned about that. It's called a kairos moment. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a moment of impact. It's, it was a Greek word that um, refers to not just a passage of chronological time, but the idea of it's happening now. Mm-hmm. And that some, it's like a, a pregnant moment, if I can use it that way. It's like it's a moment of opportunity. And so uh, there are those moments that we have that we, we are presented with an engaged learning circle. And so what we're going to learn is that when we go through these cycles, we will begin to experience life change moments. And so here's mm-hmm. some of the things that I've identified and other people have identified as being kind of a process of the engaged learning circle and elements of the engaged learning circle. Let me just read them out to you. Um, it will be observe, reflect, discuss, plan, account, and then act. Now, yeah. all those are going to make sense in a few moments, but the idea that you will observe the moment, you'll be observing in the moment. That will be part of the learning moment. There'll be a moment where you'll reflect on what it is that you just observed. Then at a time when you discuss it, now whether that discussion goes on inside or with other people or with the word of God, then a plan on how it affects you and and how you're going to work this out. Accountability to that. What did you do in that moment? Um, And then the action that results. And what happens is, is when you enter into the circle, you go through those, those points and then you come out a different person. A lot of people just want to skip right over that. But if you're willing to go through the steps that that learning moment has, you know, when um, to find out, okay, what is going on here? And then begin to reflect and discuss uh, what happens and you find out that learning happens. So today we're going to go into the scriptures and we're going to see an uh, engaged learning moment. Remember, because learning takes time, we're not going to see all the elements in the story, but we're going to see them begin to emerge. Also, we're going to see some people in these stories, they're going to hopscotch. The hopscotch is the person that's going to try to jump over a step. That's a person, and maybe you've been there, where, you know, maybe you go into a learning circle, and all of a sudden, you're observing something, and somebody's trying to teach you something, and you're like, no, 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 I'm I'm not hearing this from you and you just decide to hopscotch over that person. Or maybe you decide to hopscotch over action 
or reflection, all the necessary components to make that engaged learners. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I know it is for me, it's like, just give me the data. That's how I read books. Um, um, I go through a book looking for data. I do not go looking for story. I go. No, look- no, you're not a novel reader. Oh no, sir, no, sir. Um, my one of my grandsons started reading the Divergent series. Oh yeah, they that, made the movie out but, of that. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, Dawn sent me a picture of him just reading it on that, and I'm just like, there's no way that I'm ri- I'm reading any science fiction. You know, I watch science fiction, but I don't read science fiction. I'm not reading a novel. I go in there for facts to find out, okay, what percentage of this or mm-hmm. what does this mean? What, what happened back in 1932 or whatever it is. Um, and then I get my data and I'm right out of it. And that happens a lot on a Sunday morning. And that's one of the drawbacks of a Sunday morning. And that's one of the things that we have tried to construct here at Crosstown. And it's intentional is to... When you have a group of people, it's hard to have a learning circle because how do you reflect? How do you observe? And then how do you go into some of the other elements that are there like, well, discussing becomes almost impossible. And that's why when I teach on Sunday morning, I will teach in a way that is as if you're having a discussion with me and I will tell you what's going on in my head because I think it may be going on in your head. And so people say, well, why are you being so honest? Well, it's like, I'm being honest for the both of us or for all of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm having this discussion out loud to try to create a learning circle. So it can't just be data. It can't just be, okay, uh, here's what your plan is. Five steps to have a great marriage. You know, how many sermons have I listened to on that? Uh, it's like, well, wait a minute, there's got to be a point when I reflect and I observe instead of just giving me action. I think, I think... It's, is it okay for me to say that maybe guys are worse at this than gals? That guys tend to be more data, get me the information that I need. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to think? What do you want me to say? Um, mm-hmm. Where I, and, and, and we just want to accomplish the task, especially relationally. It's like, okay, whatever make you happy. Um, and I hate that phrase, happy wife, happy life. I know we hear that a lot, but I... It, it makes me think that the, the man is only callous. I mean, it's kind of callous is that he's placating for the sake of having a great life. So he just kind of, you know, if I just keep her happy, uh, that way I have a great life. And it's like, oh, that really seems like a non-learning kind of thing, you know? So, mm. you know, that's, it. that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go into this learning circle, and we're going to find out that uh, some of the folks are going to hop out. Now, people hop out of learning moments for a lot of different reasons. Um, I'm dealing with uh, something i got to figure out medically that's going on in my life, and, and uh, uh, Susan, uh, was, I was asking her just a little while ago, how's your back? Because she had hurt her back, and she said, it's good. And I'm like, and I'm like well, I'm glad somebody's friggin' doing good, you know? And it was like... I don't want to go through another learning circle here. I mean, that's really how I, and it's like, if I could hop out of this learning circle right now, I mean, I would sure love to hop out of it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes pain is, makes us want to hop out of something. That's one of the drawbacks of divorces that happen too fast. And I think that's why the state of South Carolina made it that you had to be separated for one year. was so that maybe in that one year time that you become maybe a little bit pliable to to reconciliation now it doesn't always work but it is the idea that sometimes 
we are just like frogs. We just hop out as soon as the water changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably wasn't a good illustration because they stay in Do the they water. Stay? Yeah. yeah, they stay in the water. Especially if you raise the temperature of the water they like while that? they're in there. Yeah. If you drop them in there, they'll jump out. Yeah. If you slowly heat up the water, they'll just cook and not yeah. jump out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That was for free, too. Yeah, that is but true. You, that but wasn't you didn't it. know that you were going to learn that. That's tonight. right, frogs. See, I'm, 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 I've been to Hendersonville. <laughs> You know, I've been I've I've been around. You've been around. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's your first radio. So listen to the story. Uh, you're familiar with the story, but I I want you to see how this is going to be a learning circle. You're going to see some hopscotching, and then you're going to see some learning going on. So uh, kick us off with the story. Early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people were coming to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. Okay, where was that in the Bible? Do you remember? Oh yeah, John eight. <laughs> That's where verses it was. Verses 2 through 11? Yeah, verses 2 through 11. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> so he comes into the temple and all the people were coming to him. So, right? So we got this moment. We're going to call mm-hmm. this our Kairos moment. This is our, our moment of learning. Um, so he's in a circle teaching people. He actually creates this, this teaching circle. So um, Jesus was always postured to teach and to engage people into learning. Uh, and even though Jesus isn't physically with us right now, we need to realize that through the Holy Spirit, we have the same potential of learning. Um, for us today, the Holy Spirit has come to us as an exact duplicate and has the same amount of efficiency of communication as Jesus would if we were sitting here. So we need to realize that. Say, well, I would listen better, I would learn better if, if Jesus was sitting here. Well, I would, I would theologically and philosophically push back on that because Jesus um, was really imperative about the sending of the Holy Spirit because they realized just one of him was not going to get the job done. So he sent the Holy Spirit who teaches everything of God, who is of God and is God. So just know that we have all the potential of learning. We may not be sitting in that temple, uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus, but we are... Uh, um, an equal place of seeing the efficiency of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so this learning moment, which is a beautiful observation, is taking place in a temple. What's the temple represent? It's where all the religious activities would have been, the house of the Lord, right? all that stuff. Yeah, it's the heart. Yeah. So we're told that we're a temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God, that we've been bought with a price, so we're seeing that teaching happens in the temple. So you need to remember that teaching is not just to uh, affect your intellectual understanding, but it's supposed to be temp- temple-bound. It's supposed to be something that goes on inside of your heart. That's where God wants the teaching to occur. So here we have a situation where, where he teaches to the heart of the situation. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go carry on with the story. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and having set her in the center of the court. Okay, center of the court is not wasted language in this. So she is in the middle of the learning circle. Okay, so she's not just observing from afar. She is sitting in the middle of it. So she finds herself... Uh, in this learning circle. And I, I, I think it's so important that we realize, like, like I was feeling today with my wife, that um, you don't always get to a learning circle the way that you want to get there. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to teach it more like school or going to church. 
many times you'll find yourself thrown into a learning circle and learning moment against your will. And it's not the one you wanted to be in. Um, a crisis may put you there. Something goes wrong in, in the country. I think we all were shoved into a learning circle about a year ago and, and then all this time. Now, a matter of fact, most of us would like to get the heck out of that learning circle. I mean, it's like, oh my goodness. I, I mean, if we could just get out of that and just get back to, you know, but we've all been kind of thrown in the middle of the court. So sometimes uh, a crisis may put you in the middle of the learning circle. Um, I, for me, it was my divorce. That was a big learning circle. Now, again, if you just want to hop, scotch, hop, skip, and a jump, or mm -hmm. hop, yeah. skittle, is it hop, skittle? Um, yeah, sure. Hopscotch? Hopscotch, yeah. Is that hopscotch? Yeah. So if you want to hopscotch over it, well, then what you end up with is a person going into their second marriage that didn't learn anything in the engaged learning circle. So that person's relying on finding somebody better than themselves in order to make the second marriage work. Mm -hmm. Or you could find yourself in that place. You didn't want to be there, but this could be an engaged learning moment. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, a compromise can put you there. You know, you, oh, yeah. you screw up. And all of a sudden you find yourself, this is, this is hard. This is not how I want it. I like learning on Sunday morning, but this is not the kind of learning. <laughs> but that's, that's a learning circle. Um, an unplanned event may put you there. Uh, conflict with other people may put you there. The important thing is what you do there. It's not how you got there. It's what you're going to do in that circle that now that you're there. That makes a really big difference. So um, it comes down to what will you do in your learning moment? And everybody's learning moment happens differently. Mm -hmm. Can you remember a, a learning moment that you got thrown into that you really didn't feel too good about? Or We had, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think about when we were going through all of our family stuff, trying to get pregnant. Yeah. And all the difficulties that were happening as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Did nothing we were planned, and it was... Uh, something that we were just kind of shoved into and surprised by. Yeah. But feeling, okay, what is really going on here? Yeah. How, you know. Yeah. And, and you come out of it and you can see all the things that the Lord was doing in that, but it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember you guys going through that. Yeah. I mean, I always was afraid to make direct eye contact with, <laughs> with Kelly because, yeah. I mean, she was, I mean, the the kind of, grieving over it mm -hmm. was so real and visceral mm -hmm. um and there's nothing i mean you come alongside somebody in that but you can't I, I think we try to rush in and save people from learning moments because they're in a bad place it's like yeah. i don't know I, I think uh helicopter parents showed us that helicopter parents is a pheno social phenomenon where parents go in and you know they'll interview for jobs for their kids because they don't think Junior or Sally can handle it, so they'll, they'll go in and interview for a job or, you know, go in and sign up for college or classes, and they'll hover. Because they don't want Junior or Sally to, you know, stub their foot or get hurt. And mm -hmm. I get that. But sometimes we can release somebody from a learning circle before they should come out of the full come out of the circle. Mm -hmm. so, so in the next passage, we're going to see how the woman who's thrown in the middle of the circle reacts in this important moment. Oh, man, I feel like I got to sneeze. But you got to sneeze? Hold on, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to keep it together. No, no, that's okay. Oh, okay that's all right. Whew, here we go. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. 
What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. Okay. <laughs> this is super large because these, these guys are going to step into the learning circle. But they don't want to learn. Okay, they just want to step into the circle and kind of com- communicate what they know. You know? Uh, Welcome to the octagon. That's what yeah, the guys kind of yeah, so in here. So they just step in. They don't really want to learn anything. They just want to be in the learning circle so that they can communicate what they already know. Um, so notice that sometimes we can appear to be learners, but not really looking to learn. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, as a matter of fact, it happened uh, uh, recently that I'll get fan mail. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I course. get fan mail via email. People will contact me and tell me how good of a job I'm doing and, or, or how, how good your voice is. How Most, good my yeah. voice is, yeah. uh, yes, yeah, and, or how poorly I do my job. And I get them. I get them. I get more saying how poorly I do than I do get positive reinforcement. Um, and Stacy was saying, listen, from now on, we're just going to give you a dummy email. And just let people email that, and it will actually go to Stacy, and Stacy will read the emails and only give me the ones that, that you know, encourage me. And that that way, I don't have to go home every Sunday, you know. And um, I mean, I literally, yeah, I mean, I got one in between services yeah. on Sunday, so I didn't even get a chance to get home, mm-hmm. I, you know. Um, so, uh, so she said, "Well, won't we? Do, won't we do that? Won't we?" Uh, Make it so that you don't have to deal with this. And, and I'm like, I know that makes sense, but on another side, there's an avoidance to that that I, I got to be able to handle being thrown into the middle of the learning circle. Um, and If it's valid. Well, even if it's not valid, I don't yeah. think you get to pick your circle. Yeah, I, I guess you're I, right about that. I mean, Balaam didn't get to pick his donkey. Yeah. Well, he picked his donkey. He didn't his know donkey. his donkey was going to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. But, but seriously, you don't... You don't um, and so I, even in the learning circle, it's like, okay, am I supposed to be learning something here? Mm-hmm. And um, if I get too angry, I got to ask myself, well, wait a minute, aren't you know? Even if the other person's wrong, are you unapproachable? Mm-hmm. You know, are you so prideful mm-hmm. that nobody can tell you? You know, even when you have all the right answers, if I did, if I had all the right answers, does that still mean that I am? I'm, I'm here, I'm educated on this issue. I'm not in the circle because I'm learning. No, I'm the teacher, I'm sorry. I'm the <laughs> te- You're the learner, don't tell me. But not, and, and I don't think you get to choose that. I think sometimes you'll find yourself at work working for somebody that's not as sharp as you. I think you'll find yourself being instructed by somebody that's not as prepared as you. Uh, and so, but in every one of those circles, we have an opportunity to learn they appear to be learners, but they're really there to argue what they already learned. They're just informing Jesus what Moses said. And they feel that Moses already covered it and that there was nothing new to learn. See, they thought they had him. Uh, Moses, um, I mean, uh, Jesus, uh, Moses told us in Leviticus 4, 1 and 5. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what 4, 1 and 5 is, but it probably got something with a mule in yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but he's yeah. like... A, He's like, it told us to stone such a woman. What do you say? And they were probably all just kind of like, like, got him. Yep, yep, that's it. He knows what we know. He knows I could have preached that message better than him. Mm-hmm. He knows now I know this, my stuff. And so, um, so they already knew that they, what they needed to know. And Jesus already knows that they're in this circle 
but they're not there to learn. So let's continue. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Okay. So he acknowledges that they're standing in the circle, mm-hmm. that the Pharisees are in it, and that they are in the, what would we call it? This is the observation. Everybody's observing in this circle right now. So they're observing the woman, they're observing Jesus, and they're observing themselves and they're questioning. So this is a circle right now where the first step is happening, observation. Everybody's looking and seeing what's going on. So Jesus moves them to the next step. He won't let them stay there, just watching what Jesus is going to do. He moves them to the area of reflection. He invites them into reflection. He says to them, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. It's like, okay, in this teaching moment now, we've observed what we got going on here. Now, begin to think about this issue of sin in your own personal life. And so he challenges them to do this inner reflection. Um, You who are without sin cast the first stone. Uh, Basically, Jesus says, let's see if you really are willing to be learners. Now, here's the thing. They actually do the reflection part. Um, uh, He wants to ask, he's asking them what's going on inside of your heart. He's challenging them um, on this. So how do we know that they accomplished task number two? It comes to us from the text. Mm-hmm. And you want me to read the yeah. next verse? Okay, here we go. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. Okay. All right. So they observed. Then Jesus brought them to the place of reflection about, okay, what's really going on here? And they reflected. They reflected enough that they knew that they were um, not sinless. And therefore, they couldn't throw a stone at her. So they did mm-hmm. the reflection part of it. They felt bad. Isn't that interesting? Feeling bad is not enough, though, is it? That's not the full learning thing. I mean, many of us who have ever been arrested, you know, I, I felt bad every time I got arrested. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I was learning anything. But it was like, God, you know, uh, matter of fact, I got really good at looking like I was reflecting. Officer, you're right. This isn't good for me, is it? I shouldn't be smoking this. You're right. Take my bag of weed. Thank you for letting me go this time. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> I would, I would always like, I would be, I'd be so reflective. I remember one time I was taking a religion exam, and um, the priest was administering this because I was sick for the exam. So I, I was sitting next to um, my buddies on the other side of this air duct. <laughs> I'm sitting there next to the air duct and I'm saying I, I, the priest says give me the test and he says alright when Mary Magdalene was what A a really good cook B uh, a seamstress C really good dancer and he had you know all the things and, I'd, and my buddy was on the other side and all of a sudden I'd hear it come through the through the thing, I'd hear, see, see, <laughs> and I'd be like, see, and he's like, okay, well, he finally, he heard one of the answers being called to me through the ductwork, <laughs> and he was like, Mr. Rienzo, and I was just like a 16-year-old, and I remember, 
doing the old. <laughs> Father, my, my my dad's one of the lectors down at St. Agnes Church. And if he knew I couldn't pass a religion exam, he'd, uh, I don't know what he'd do. And uh, he's like, all right, all right. I know your dad. He puts a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll give it to you. Wow. And, and he let me off. Yeah, see, wow. so, so just, just because <laughs> you're in the circle and just because you're observing and just because you're reflecting and you're moved to even personal grief doesn't mean the learning moment's over because they all, they all realized that they were sinners. Mm -hmm. So they reflected. Mm -hmm. um, but then they hopscotch right outside of the circle. They are exiting the learning moment. None of them dropped to their knees. None of them even wanted to listen to Jesus's answer to the question. What are we going to do with this woman caught in adultery? Not, I mean, because they could have all been like dropped their rocks like, you're right, Jesus. And just sat down right next to the woman and say, okay, Moses did tell us to stone such a woman. What do we do now? You know, but none of these people did that. So that's a real challenge for us. Um, to observe what God wants us to learn, to reflect in that, and let that reflection, if it's genuine, move us to the next step. Um, and that's what we're going to see take place. So they disengage out of the learning circle. What does Jesus do when they leave the circle? Anybody remember? He runs after them. He begs them not to leave the church. Please. Um, he says, well, let me get a jumpy castle and maybe your kids will like Crosstown more. Uh, he says, I'm sorry, I was too harsh. Maybe I should change a little bit of what Jesus really meant in order, you know, he doesn't do any of that. You can't keep another person in a, in a learning circle. How many moms and dads here know that? Just because you spanked little Johnny on the butt doesn't mean Johnny learned squat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, seriously. Boy Johnny. Yeah, yeah, boy Johnny. You go up your room until, you, until you've learned some manners. How many of you know that we never learned manners while we were sitting up in our room? <laughs> Just because you quarantined me doesn't mean I was, my behavior is changing. No. You know? Making better Hot Wheel tracks. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all that, I mean, I know Don't I make me come up there. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I have those powers. <laughs> oh, so oh, it reminds me. Of that. Remember that Super Bowl commercial the, with the little Darth Vader? Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. The, it was a VW commercial. VW Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. he yeah, thinks he's was, starting to have yeah. those powers. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. So you can't force him there, and God's not going to force you to stay in a learning circle either. Hmm. So the text continues. He was left alone, and the woman where she was in the center of the court. Now, let me just say, and I believe this with all my heart, there is nothing more transforming than those moments when you are left alone with just Jesus. There is nothing more precious to Jesus. There's nothing more impactful. I, I remember um, uh, when I was single again, and uh, I remember me and my ex-wife used to put Dawn on an airplane, she'd fly to Texas and she'd come back and fly back. And I used to remember that uh, those, you know, after putting her on the airplane and, and then, I mean, I'm talking about four years old mm. yeah, on the airplane. So it was like they had to escort me off the airplane one time because, you know, I was just boo-hooing so bad. And, and she's like, Daddy, don't take me. I mean, it was the worst. Mm. And I can remember going and staying at home and just weeping 
Um, and there was nobody there. Uh, I had pretty much lost everything and, um, you know, and, and nobody understood. There was nothing you could do. You couldn't have said, hey, why don't you come on over and watch the ball game? And that wouldn't have done it for me, you know. Uh, so there is nothing more transforming than in those moments when you're just left alone with Jesus and your heart is teachable. That a tremendous advancement happens in the heart. And I can also say nothing makes Jesus happier than being left alone with an honest heart. You know, he loves that. He loves it when somebody's just honest. That's why I'm not afraid on Sunday mornings to say, I, I mean, to mess up and, or to tell you what I've done wrong is because if Jesus wasn't ashamed of me and if Jesus was willing to, to invite me into his circle of learning when everybody else is left, it's like, what, what can you do to me? You know, it's such a powerful place to be. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't regret that the men left without learning. It was a matter of the heart. Um, Jesus gives an honest heart an honest answer, and that's all he wants. I don't know about you, but um, what a loving God. Maybe you've had problems with God sometimes, and I've had. Um, I did today. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, was, I have to be honest with when the doctor said I had to come in and get such and such checked. Uh, I was just like, you got to be frigging kidding me. Um, so, um, but what a loving God that would come to earth and just be in a learning moment with me sitting in the dirt on my worst day. Here he is sitting with a woman who has been caught in adultery, her worst day, thrown into the center of the public court, and Jesus sits down, you know? Mm. Um, and... Uh, Jesus just looks at her and says, yep, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here for your worst days. I'm here for teaching moments like that. Hmm. And uh, she observed the whole thing. Um, so she, she saw it. She reflected. Uh, and then the text says, Straightening up, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. Okay, so she's entered the learning circle and has observed the grace of learning. Okay, so she, she sees what's gone on. Um, so Jesus takes her to that place of reflecting. Um, he invites her to a, to a new place um, of reflecting, of seeing herself safe, mm -hmm. whereas she was not safe before. He says, neither do I condemn you either. And then he moves her from reflection and invites a discussion with her heart now. Um, and he says to her, Go from now on, sin no more. Okay. So now at this point, he's, he's taught her, he's created a place of safety, a, safe, a place of learning, reflection. Uh, now he's having a discussion with her. Now we don't know of anything else that goes on in this conversation. Don't assume that just because the scriptures don't say anything else was said, that all the dialogue was recorded, okay? I mean, that's not how these guys wrote. They wrote in, in the impactful moments that they wanted all of us to learn. There may have been some personal breakdown and breakout of information. It wasn't just like, okay, now, woman, go. 
get out of here, woman. You know, it, that's not what he's doing. It might have been, there might have been more instruction there about what go means. And then, but the idea that he's instructing her, now that you know you're safe, now that you've thought about what's happened here, now that you know that you're with me and that you're in this safe learning circle, he's like, okay, now I can, I can, I can talk about the hard things. So we think that Jesus doesn't want to talk about the hard things, that Jesus just forgives us and that's it. And it's like, no, let's talk about why'd you do that? What, what, what's, what's going on inside of your heart? You know, and he forgave her, but nobody thinks for a second that he condoned her behavior. It's not like go from now on, we're in the new covenant and mm -hmm. sin doesn't count anymore. He's like, no, what, what you were doing was wrong. Okay, but Jesus says that when she's in a safe place. So sometimes, let me just say, if you're teaching somebody else, make sure that you have provided all the other necessary elements to say the hard thing to them. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, you probably do it with the boys. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't teach all of something in the middle of a shouting. Yeah. Or when he's here on the emotional scale. Right. It has to be, let's get you back calm. Yeah. He's, but he's got to feel like daddy loves me. Right. Daddy cares about me. And, and I am able to now receive what he's got to say. Yeah. And, and however his brain processes that. But that's how he's got to feel. Yeah. In order for him to actually learn something. Yeah. So just think about some of the relationships that you may have that you're maybe shouting into. Mm -hmm. Or you're logicking your way through it. You know, you're logically correct about everything. Man, that was a good argument. Man, I won that argument. You know, how many times have I ever thought, man, dude, you really came up with that quick and bam, 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 bam. It's like, okay, um, did that person ever feel safe? Did that person ever feel like they could reveal themselves? And, and Jesus says, go now on and, and sin no more. So he is implying her behavior is sinful. Uh, we tend to... Want to say Jesus didn't talk like that? No, he did. But why didn't it feel like that? It's because of the safe environment he created. Mm -hmm. So just think about maybe people you're trying to teach about Christ, people you're trying to, a husband or a spouse or somebody that you're trying to get along with, uh, a child, um, in whatever situation is like, have I done enough for them to observe, to reflect on, to enter into this kind of discussion with them? Mm -hmm. If they're not reflecting, then why are you having the discussion? Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't. Why are you running after them with your argument? How many times, I don't know how many times folks around here have been married, but have you ever, maybe you've been married enough times to know that chasing your spouse from one room to the next room to continue the argument usually doesn't work. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it, it usually doesn't work. It's like following them is not going to get them to reflect on what they did, okay? So, but, but uh, Jesus doesn't chase the other guys down, but he does talk to her. Jesus invites her to, to plan, to have accountability and action uh, in her next step. Mm -hmm. Go and sin no more. So, uh, like I said, we don't get to see all of it, but we did see some of it emerge, um, we usually quit before this, but Jesus wants us to continue. He wants us to see him calling her into these next steps. Mm -hmm. And it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's that next text? Why don't you read that for us? Yeah, in John 8, 2, it says, Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, he who steps into the circle with me, 
will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Okay. Uh, so we added our own little parenthetical version there, but the idea is he's the light of the world. What about people that don't follow Jesus? Is he still the light of the world? I mean, he's still yeah. the light of the world, yeah. but it's like, yeah, but people aren't following him. Well, see, that's the thing we need to realize is that if we're in, if we're unwilling to enter into a learning circle, it doesn't matter if Jesus is the light of the world, the, the, you know, the torch of the world, the, you know, the encyclopedia of the world. It doesn't matter what he is. We don't experience the benefit of it. Um, and so sometimes the benefits of God in our life are only encountered when we're in a learning circle. Otherwise, people walk through a lot of, uh, Jesus walked through a lot of people who just were not interested. I mean, what did they do in Nazareth to him oh, yeah, when he went to home? Yeah. I mean, they, they took him and they were going to rush him off the edge of a, uh, throw him off the edge of a cliff. They were not interested in learning. But wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm the light of the world. I'm the resurrection, the way and the truth. Doesn't that mean anything? No, it means absolutely nothing. It may be a truth and it may be the reality. It may be the objective truth. But if they don't want to learn it, um, the benefits of Christ are totally nullified. I love um, what Paul says. He puts it this way about the gospel. He says, to those who are um, being saved, it is a fragrance. Mm -hmm. And to those who are perishing, it is the stench. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? So we got two, this light, this learning opportunity, this transformative information for life. One person reads it and with a willing heart, they receive it like the parable Mark 4, the sower and the seeds, mm -hmm. and they receive it unto redemption. And another person who's unteachable in the same moment just walks away from it and has no interest in it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, th I think that's really important. Um, if we don't engage the light, the work through the process of observing, reflecting, and discussing, then it has absolutely no effect on us. Um, I think it's, but I also want you to note something else. He is the light of the world, but it requires something to follow it. It needs us to follow it. So every Sunday, people may come to church. And I think we've learned that this last year with the falling off of people attending church, not physically being here or, mm -hmm. you know, but just people have just walked away from church. Um, the only thing that makes me wonder about it is, were you ever in the learning circle? I mean, how could you just give up on it? I mean, he's still the light of the world, even with COVID, even with mass, even with racism, even with economic distress, even with, you know, whatever it is, he's still the savior of the world. But it's interesting that when things get difficult, that sometimes people just walk right out of the circle and it, it's too hard to learn or they don't want to. So um, the learning circle, I think, requires things to be paired up. You know, we, we say um, faith and works work together, which is true. I think believing and obeying are also kind of two pairings that have to go. It's not enough to believe, but there's obeying that has to happen. And then I, but I also say, would say that there's the call and then there's the response. Those are all paired up. And I think the light of the world and um, being a learner are also pairs. So Jesus doesn't declare being the light of the world for his own 
glorification so that he can feel good about himself. He's not be, I am the light of the world, you know, kind of a Tarzan moment. God, Christ is saying, I'm the light of the world to draw people out of darkness into a learning moment. Mm -hmm. And so you'll find always in Christianity that there is this kind of binary pairing. I love saying binary. Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes it, yeah, yeah, it makes it sound so sophisticated. Yeah. Um, but this idea that there's faith, yeah, but, there, but faith without works is dead. Yeah. dead. Yeah. Then there's like, there's believing, but then there's also obeying. And then there's the call and there's response, there's light and there's learning. And uh, being in that circle is, is really, really important. So um, just believing mm -hmm. does nothing. Uh, we're told that, that even the demons believed. Yeah, yeah. So any thoughts about this? We got any comments out there in uh, got, the got, world out there? There's people, uh, you know, checking in, saying hi. Uh, they're saying hi in the learning circle. They're in a learning. They're saying hi. No, that's okay. not. I have to scroll back to the top. Get out of my circle. <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Uh, we don't normally do this, but anybody got want to shout out a quick something? Ten seconds or less. Thirty seconds. Ten seconds or less. Or less. No, no. Anybody have a question about any of this material? Yeah. How come they never brought the man? That's, well, that's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. what Moses would had yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. The, which is the telltale sign, I think, for Jesus that, oh, these guys don't want to learn squat. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like you're not even bringing me all the ingredients, you know? It's kind of like when a child drops something and all the pieces come out. Well, the child knows enough to pick up all the pieces and bring it to the father to, or mother to put it together. I got the piece, it broke, here it is. And it's like, okay, and then you check and say, okay, let's make sure we have all our pieces and you start gluing it together. Mm -hmm. Well, they show up and he already knows, you don't have all the pieces here. We're going to try to fix something here and you're not even bringing me all the pieces and telling me to fix it, mm -hmm. you know, and make it, make it work again, daddy. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't think you really want this to work. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a clear injustice that was going on. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know if that was an act of misogyny uh, or um, uh, chauvinism or just they just wanted to get Jesus. I, I would probably go with the latter. Um, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't like Jewish law that, hey, yeah, the woman, you know, gets punished. The guy gets to walk away scot-free. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the thing at the end that I like, you talked about a little bit at the beginning, is realizing the exactness that we have in the Holy Spirit that was Jesus being. Yeah. As far as, you know, I heard, well, if Jesus would, would have taught me that, I would have definitely listened. Yeah. If he'd have been there doing that. But yeah. to realize, now he, he's, he said, I got to go. I'm going to send you a helper. Yeah. Um, so he gives them something because, like you said, he's he's figures out this is going to be better if I'm not here to give you this helper so that we can get this whole thing going. Yeah, um, I think that's important for us to realize today. The power that that it's he's the exactness of that. Yeah, duplication. I mean, it's like the whole thing. Right. We've got right there. Yeah, I don't think we have been ripped off. No, yeah, it's not like we're getting this uh, a watered down thing. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have learned better from Jesus than I. I don't know. Um, I think I would have learned better probably from the Apostle Paul than I would have learned from Jesus. Yeah. 
Um, Jesus said a lot of stuff that was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, well, Jesus, yeah, but I, I have intimacy issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could gotten that close to a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound weird here, but I, 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 I could get close to a guy if he's, like, fixing my car. Hey, dude, yeah, man, okay, you're going to do that manifold? Yeah, we'll man, do that manifold. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. But, you know, sitting around a campfire together and, you know... I just know I I would have a hard time learning in that. Uh, whereas the Holy Spirit can cut right through all that stuff with me. Oh, you yeah, know, um, For me, I probably would have wasted like the first two and a half years of Jesus's life just trying to get through having a relationship with this dude. <laughs> just just about the time they crucify him, you know? Dang and that's so close. I meant to tell you, I got you something for your birthday. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I do think there is some advantage to the Holy Spirit because the Holy yeah. Spirit, when the Holy Spirit gets in me, it's like it's spoken right into my gut. Yeah, undeniably. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it may seem weird, and, and maybe some people right now are like, dude, you're whacked. <laughs> well, I was raised with, with like seven brothers. Yeah. Uh, and so we were always fighting for our own spot, for our own yeah. place, you know, the milk, the cereal yeah. before anybody else got to it. Yeah. So I wasn't looking for a dude to hang out with, you know? I mean, I had grown up with dudes. I'm over there playing hopscotch and <laughs> jump rope with the, with the girls, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, well, that's, I think that's all good stuff. Um, let me encourage everyone, your pursuit of the Holy Spirit, as we've been focusing it on Sunday morning, is absolute paramount right now. I am, I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit and his outpouring on us is the only future that we have. Uh, not only as a church, and, and it was, don't think that I'm being apocalyptic now or prophesying something. It was always this way. The church was never going to survive without the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It was never. And whenever the Holy Spirit was never sought, the, the church turned into some crazy thing during the dark ages and all the weird things that the church did and, and, and has continued to do where that's not really the real church, mm-hmm. but... It's the one most people encounter. Uh, but I, I believe, I was reading a statistic that 25% of Americans say, 25% say that they have a riff in their family structure right now. Mm. That because of the election, because of the um, insurrection, because of COVID um, and, so, and the racial issues that played out over the last year, 25% of American families have a riff in it. I was reading one article because one of the senators had voted to get rid of uh, Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a letter from his mother that we are no longer proud of you oh, and God is not pleased with you and you are an insult to our last name. I mean, from his family, mm-hmm. he got a name. But that is happening one out of four families are experiencing that kind of divisiveness. That's just in the house. Um, so how do those things get fixed? I'm telling you, it takes the Holy Spirit to fix stuff like that. It takes a whole, the Holy Spirit on the gender issue that we are faced with. I mean, questions of, is somebody born that way? Somebody wants to change the way they were born? 
pronouns and, and, and you know, I, all those things that are, that are really difficult issues. It's like, how do you handle stuff like this? It's like, you got to have the Holy Spirit, you know? Marriages, husbands forgiving wives, wives forgiving, got to be the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So um, I, think, I think God is allowing the, um, everything else, the, kind of the rug be pulled out from underneath us. I don't want to give it away too much because it may become a series. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm really fascinated on the word. What word am I fascinated on right now? I talked about it in staff. Oh, man. There's a, Jeez. Was I editing the website? You were editing <laughs> the website. probably asked me to do something. something. Yes, that no. you were working for. <laughs> it's the word bliss. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that show from Amazon. That yeah, the uh, show on Amazon. I'm not recommending word. you watch this movie. Uh, it's, it's raw. It's really raw. But God had already begun to talk to me about, about bliss, mm -hmm. on how we as Americans are addicted to bliss. You know, uh, that sense of, bliss is not the same as joy. Bliss, it's why they always combine bliss with ignorance. Um, yeah, ignorance is bliss. Though, yeah, yeah, ignorance is bliss. It, it's, and uh, I'm finding that bliss is also, there's an ignorance to it. But bliss is that feeling you get, you get from uh, doing a line of cocaine. Bliss is the feeling that you get sometimes when you buy a new outfit. Uh, when somebody says something nice about a picture you posted on Facebook and mm -hmm. somebody loved it, you know, and you feel all of a sudden that rush of feeling. It's the, it's the wink you get from somebody, the compliment you get from somebody. Mm -hmm. It's the joy of a new car. It's the, you know, it's, it's not necessarily evil, but I think in America, we love our bliss and we cancel anybody that doesn't, that interrupts our bliss or says our bliss is wrong. And I think God was really showing me, like I was getting angry with God because my back was hurting and now my stomach's hurting and now blah, 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 it's hurting. And it's like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I, I, and I, I just want some bliss, man. And it's like, is that what you're after? You're after, you're after a feel good. That's, you know, feel good doesn't last, right? You, you know, there is no such thing. And it's a momentary thing. And, and I think Americans are having the bliss removed from them. And, and we're, we're, we're like weaned, or children being weaned. That's why we're angry, is because I can't do what I want to do, or it's why we're so conflicted. Um, it's because mm -hmm. where's our happy place? Where do we go where we just feel like, before it all started? There is no place to go back to where that gives you that bliss mm -hmm. anymore. And... Um, I think God's winning us off it. And the reason why is I think he wants to give us not an eternal bliss. I think he wants to give us an eternal joy. And I think he wants us to discover that the Holy Spirit is that source and that everything else has been taken away from it. So um, it's funny, as life gets difficult, that's when you discover the joy of, of God. Mm -hmm. And I think he's taken it away some of our bliss so that we would like what, what does a child do when it's when it's weaning oh it's screaming oh it's, yeah 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 i mean just i mean absolutely into a dark place just yeah a <laughs> yeah and then they're they're being forced into a place where they have to consume meat mm -hmm. or, or solid things and teeth are coming through and all that are taking place mm -hmm. and i think god is trying to force us as americans particularly as american church that we are pleased with so many things, and there's nothing wrong with things. But 
it became our bliss. If I can have God on Sunday and my 401k and my fantasy football, man, it sounded good, and mm-hmm. my fast car and, you know, uh, my hot wife and, and all, I just mm-hmm. started adding it all up. And isn't it amazing? I still got the hot wife. Uh, the car's not as fast. I still play fantasy football. And other than my wife, pretty much all of it is just like, I don't care anymore. It's like, what happened to me? What happened to you? I lost my bliss. Mm-hmm. And now it's just me and God. And uh, the Lord's saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. Before, our palates were already um, attuned to this high fructose experience of life. And God has taken us off the fructose and he's now saying, okay, I want you to taste me again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why the Holy Spirit, that's what he's going to give us. I don't think he's going to give us solutions. I think he's going to give us his presence. And that's going to be good enough for us, for those who want the mm-hmm. light of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm right there in the middle of it, experiencing it too. Yeah. So it's not like anybody gets, you know, holier or more educated. It's like, nope. I'm back in another learning circle. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Bring the band back together. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> uh, well, uh, why don't you I'll, I'll uh, close this out in yeah. prayer? Lord, thank you for your love. Father, thank you for these moments you, you sometimes lead us into and then sometimes shove us into and sometimes we shove ourselves into and, I, and everything in between. But God, thank you that you give us the opportunity to have a safe place with you. Did you give us the opportunity to, to, to accept a challenge from that safe place, to have your love in the midst of that, your kindness and your grace shadowing us through it. God, we thank you for the, your word and just the, the encouragement it brings us, for the life it speaks into us. And God, we just ask now for more of your, more of your presence, more of your Holy Spirit, that we'd be able to be satisfied to taste and see that that is good and that it is good enough. In all things, we want to be content, and that's our desire and our hope. And um, God, I just pray that you'll be with us as we go from here, that that would be on our, the front of our minds to think about finding that contentment in you through your spirit. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember as we go that no matter where you find yourself mm-hmm. sitting this evening or tomorrow, whether you're sitting on a couch, a chair, or sitting on the dirt in the middle of the court, Mm. just know that Jesus is sitting there too. Mm -hmm. And he wants to speak into your heart. He loves your heart. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll see you guys this Sunday. Have a great week. Bye.